Hey, well, you know, every first Wednesday we go through our house habits, and, and tonight is no different. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about we lead out, we lead out. How many of you have found out in life that bad habits are easy and good habits are hard? Don't you wish it was the other way around? But, but, but bad habits are easy and good habits are hard. But bad habits will steal from you and good habits will give to you. Bad habits will steal from you. You got a bad habit, it, it's going to steal your health away. A bad habit of playing video games all night long, it can steal your job from you because you can't stay up on the job. You know, if you just get bad habits, it will steal from you. But whenever you start having good habits, it will actually give life to you. You start a good habit of exercising, it's amazing, it will give to you. You start a good habit of, of eating healthy, it will give to you. Good habits will always give to you. Bad habits will always limit you. And good habits will always liberate you. You know, there's actually freedom in, in discipline. Whenever you are disciplined, whenever you put yourself into good habits, it will actually liberate you to soar to new heights, to achieve more than you ever thought that you could achieve. But on the, on the back end of that, if you start diving into bad habits, your bad habits will always hold you back. They will always hinder you. They will always limit you. And this is what I love talking about house habits because a, a habit doesn't have anything to do with skill. It doesn't have anything to do with talent. It doesn't have anything to do with gifting. A habit is something that every one of us can force into our lives because we want the result of the habit so bad. Anybody can force a habit. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter what, where you were raised. It, does, it doesn't matter anything. It does not require talent, but you can force a habit because you want a result so much, because you want something out of your life so bad, you can force a habit into your life. You see, you don't create habits for habit's sake. You create habits for results. You don't create habits just so you can have the habit. No, no, that's not the purpose of the habit. The purpose of the habit is to get you to the desired result that you want in your life. We say, I want to be more like Jesus. You can want to be more like Jesus all you want to, but until you put some habits in your life, you will never be more like Jesus. So we say, I want to be like Jesus, so what are we going to do? So we put the habit in it that says, I love big. I'm going to love people big. I'm going to, I'm going to love I'm going to love people that are that are that that try to be unlovable. Okay? I'm going to love the haters. I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to love big why cuz I want to be like Jesus. We say I want to be a better spouse. So what am I going to do? I'm going to put the habit of I honor consistently. I'm going to honor my wife. I'm going to honor my my spouse. I'm going to honor them no matter what. I'm going to continue to honor them why? Because I want to be a better spouse. So you put the habit in there. You say, I want, to be, I want to be a more helpful friend. Okay, so what habit are you going to put in there? Okay, so we say, I'm going to practice honesty. I'm going to practice honesty so that I can be a better friend. You can want to be a better friend, but until you put the habits in place, you, you will never reach the desired result that you want in your life. And I can tell you tonight that habits aren't fun, but they are fundamental in developing the life that you want. Habits are not fun, but they are fundamental in you developing the life that you want to live. There's a couple of great quotes that I love about habits. Aristotle said this, said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. 
We are today, we are what we repeatedly do. We are our habits, and our life is either experiencing excellence, it's experiencing average, uh, it's experiencing failure because of the habits that we have put in place. Uh, Jim Rohn said this, he said, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. You see, that's why you need habits, because it's the motivation. It's the inspiration. That, that's why you, you get motivated on a Sunday, right? You come to church, and you're like, you're motivated. I mean, you, I mean I'm up here screaming and spitting all over you. You know, you're like, ah, I want to pray this week, and I'm going to read my Bible. You're motivated on Sunday whenever you walk out the door. But what about when you wake up Monday morning? See, it's the habit that gets you in the Word. It's the habit that keeps you in the Word. It's the habit that keeps you going back to prayer when you're not seeing things change in your life. It's the habits that you put in place. But because I want the results so much, because I want to be like Jesus so much, because I want to live the life that he created me to live so much, I am willing to do the hard things. It's not fun, but it is fundamental to me being who he created me to be. So when we've talked about our house habits this year, we live on, we love big, we protect unity, we've gone on and on. And tonight, I just want to talk for a few moments about we lead out. I want everybody to say that. Say, we lead out. Yeah. You see, we include you, okay? So when you say we lead out, what you're saying is I, I lead out. I, that's me, that's who I am. I am a leader. I lead out. You see, we lead out. We don't check out. We don't opt out. We don't, we don't skip out on leadership. No, we are leaders. You are a leader. And I can tell some of you right now, you're not really buying into what I'm saying. So why don't you turn to your friend right now, tap him on the shoulder and tell him you are a leader. Come on, look at him in the eye. Look at him and tell him you are a leader. You are. Maybe they'll believe you because some people aren't believing me right now. What, what people say sometimes whenever you say these things, they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really the leader type. I'm not really wired that way. I don't really think I was created to lead. Can I tell you, if you say that, you are setting yourself up for failure. You are a leader, and you better be a good one because you are leading the most important person you will ever lead every single day of your life, and that is yourself. And because you are leading yourself, you better learn how to be a good leader because if you can't lead yourself well then you will never be able to lead anybody else well you got to learn how to lead yourself well and I can tell you that it, it doesn't matter how many leadership books you read it doesn't matter how many management seminars you attend if you can't lead yourself you will stink at leading other people it's just the way that it is and, and, and we say, what does it mean to lead yourself? I want to give you a, a little acrostic, and I, I, hope, I hope you're taking notes tonight because, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you take notes, that means you really want to go to heaven. And so I hope you're taking notes tonight. Uh, and, and, and I want to give you a quick little acrostic because you say, what does it mean to lead yourself well? Well, if you're going to lead yourself well, every day whenever you get up, you look at yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror, okay? And every day whenever you look at yourself in the mirror, what you see is you see your face. That is the person that you have to lead every day. You have to lead the person that you look in the mirror every day. And so I just create a little acrostic for the word face just for help you remember. So tomorrow whenever you wake up and you look in the mirror and you see your face in the mirror, you're going to say, oh, wait a minute, I've got a responsibility to lead that person because I've told myself yet last night I am a leader. And so I'm going to wake up and I'm going to lead myself the best I can. So let me give you this acrostic for the word face. The, the F stands for force. stands for force. 
Because here's what I can tell you. If you're going to lead yourself well, you've got to learn what it is to force yourself to do difficult things. If you're going to lead yourself well, you have to force yourself into uncomfortable situations. We say all the time around here uh, that, that you better get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you're going to follow Jesus, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Why? Because Jesus will force you into some uncomfortable places, force you into some uncomfortable situations. And if you are going to lead yourself well, you need to know what it is to be able to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. I can promise you this. When you're doing things that you don't want to do, that's when you're growing the most. Everybody's okay with doing what, what they like and doing what's fun and doing all that. But whenever you force yourself to do hard things, that's when you know you are leading yourself well. Can I wake up early in the morning and go to the gym? Can I wake up early in the morning and read my Bible and pray? Can I, do, can I force myself to do the hard things? That's how you lead yourself well. The, the A stands for attitude. Attitude. Uh, you have a responsibility to your, to your mind and to your emotions. How well do you lead your mind? If your mind can take you all kind of places and you spend your day worried and stressed out and anxious and all day long you got thoughts creeping in and you've got all these fears running your life and all these things are dictated and your emotions are, are, are topsy-turvy and it's, it's chaos and it, you're tossed up and down and back and forth, you're not leading yourself well because you're not controlling your own attitude. You are letting your circumstances control your attitude. You're letting your situations control your attitude. You're letting other people control your attitude. And you have to learn what it is to lead yourself so well that no matter my circumstance, no matter my surroundings, my attitude will not change. My mindset will not change. My emotions will not change because it's not rooted in the temporary. It's rooted in the eternal. It's not rooted in my co-worker. It's rooted in Christ Jesus. And because that is where my attitude is rooted, nothing can take me away from that. That's how you lead yourself well, with your attitude. Whenever you look at your face, you see that, that C, and that stands for your character. Your character. That comes down to your values. Your values. The guiding principles of your life. How well do you lead yourself with your own character? Are, 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 are you integrous? Do you have high character? Do you lead yourself well when it comes to character? The E stands for energy. Energy. You, you, if you're going to lead yourself well, you have got to bring energy into every day. You can't, you, let me tell you, you can't roll out the bed upset, angry, hitting snooze 97 times, okay, having to skip your shower, okay, so you know you're stinky going to work, okay. You, you can't do that and then get to work and have the energy that you need. You have got to understand that if you are going to lead yourself, you've got to have the energy that it takes to lead yourself well. The people around you, they need enthusiasm. Enthusiasm around you comes from energy inside of you. And so you've got to have the energy that you need to make the decisions that you've got to make in order to push out the enthusiasm that you need to push out to those around you. And so it comes back to when I look in the mirror, can I force myself today to do hard things? Am I going to have the right attitude no matter what happens to me today? Am I going to have strong character no matter what temptation is out there in front of me? And am I going to bring the energy? And if you can't do one of those four things, then you're not leading yourself as well as you can. Face. Look at your face in the mirror tomorrow and you tell yourself, you are a leader. You are a leader. You're going to do hard things today. 
You're going to have the right attitude today. Your character is going to be strong today. We are bringing the energy today. It's impossible to create habits to lead others if those habits are not already currently driving your life. It's impossible. You can't develop habits to lead other people if these habits aren't driving your life every day. You must first create the habits to lead yourself well because you will only lead others out of who you are. There is no method. There, there, there is no formula. There is nothing to lead other people but you. You are the leader. You can't read a textbook to find out how to lead other people. Oh, you can do that for a week, or you might can even get away for a month. But sooner or later, you're going to be a fraud, and you're going to be a phony, and you're going to be a fake. And they're going to figure out, wait a minute, you don't even lead yourself. You can't lead me because you can't lead yourself. Because a textbook will always disappoint you. But whenever you are the leader, and you have learned what it is to lead yourself, in such a way and you lead yourself with character and you lead yourself with attitude and you lead yourself with energy and then whenever you lead yourself you earn the right to lead other people it's got it's got to be in you first this is what Paul writes to Timothy his spiritual son in the Lord in first Timothy chapter 4 he says don't let anyone think less of you because you are young there's the thing you can substitute anything in there don't let anyone think less of you because you are old don't let anyone think less of you because you didn't graduate high school. Don't let anyone think less of you because of this or because of that. Be an example. The NIV says, set the example. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church encouraging the believers, and teaching them. You see, in order to set the example, you have to be the example. That's why you take both of those translations, and one says be the example, one says set the example, and it's the same thing because you can't set an example until you are the example. You have to be the example in order to set the example because leading others will always flow out of how well you lead yourself. If you are going to lead out of who you are, there, there's some things that you need to do. And I, I want you to write these down. Here's number one. If you're going to lead out of who you are, uh, you, one, you got to know who you are. you got to know who you are. You have to be honest about your strengths and your weaknesses. I, I know this is definitely not good after you just preached on scoffing on a Sunday. But, um, <laughs> but on, uh, I mean... I, I mean, how many of you remember I, I, the early seasons of American Idol? Okay, I don't even know if the American Idol's on anymore. I have kids now. Uh, you know, but, but back in the day, American Idol, okay? I mean, those people would get the, I, and I, I didn't like it when they could all sing good because I, I, don't, I don't know when people can sing good. But I know when people can sing bad. And I would always watch the early editions. And those people would get on there, and man, and they, they built it up. You know, like they would interview them before, and they'd be talking, this is my lifelong dream. My grandma sold her car just so I could come to this audition because this is my chance to make it big. You know, and then they're on the stage, and you're like, oh, this is going to be so good. That's all. This is good. She's going to make it big. <laughs> and then she starts singing like me. I mean... <laughs> And you think, did, did nobody ever tell her? <laughs> did nobody have that conversation? They say, hey, sweetie, 
well, let's go for coffee. You know? yeah. That dream is not going to make it. You have to be honest. You got to be honest. You got to know who you are. You got to be honest about your strengths, honest about your weaknesses, honest about what you're good at, honest about where you fall short. You've got to stop trying to be somebody else. You just have to be you. Do you realize the greatest gift you can give the world is you? Not somebody else. Not you pretending to be somebody else. The greatest gift you can give the world is just you. It is you being you who God created you to be. You don't have to fit into a form. You don't have to fit into a mold. You don't have to try to be like somebody else. You just be you. And the only way you can be you is when you know who you are. Got to know who you are. Here's the second thing you got to do. You got to improve who you are. Once you know who you are, you've got to improve who you are. If you're going to lead out of who you are, you've got to improve who you are. Uh, you, you, uh, you always have to be content. This is what I tell people all the time. I say, I say you, got, you have to be content with what you have, but never be satisfied with who you are. Always be content. When Paul writes about it, you got to be content. He says, I'm content when I have little. I'm content when I have a lot. I'm content when I'm sleeping inside. I'm content when I'm sleeping out. I'm, I'm content. You've got to learn how to be content with what you have, but you're never satisfied with who you are. I am not satisfied with who I am because I'm not enough like Jesus yet. I'm not everything that he created me to be. If this was as good as it got today, then I just need to quit and go do something else. I sure hope by the time I get on in life that I'm more like Jesus than I am today. You see, once you know who you are, then you've got to begin to improve who you are. That's why you got to keep reading. You got to keep listening to, to sermons. You got to keep showing up to church. You, you've got to keep growing. You've, you've got to keep learning. You've got to keep on doing these things because if I want to lead the best way that I possibly can, that comes down to me being the best me that I can possibly be. And this is what I know about myself, and this is what I know about you. We aren't there yet. And if we're not there yet, then we have to continue to improve. We have to improve who we are. Here's number three. You got to stay true to who you are. You got to stay true. If you're going to lead out of who you are, you got to know who you are. You got to improve who you are. And you've got to stay true to who you are. You know, some people start out knowing who they are, uh, and then they start improving themselves. And they start improving themselves, and man, they, they get promoted, they get a new job, uh, they, they, they start having success. And then with the success, they forget who they are. They, for, they forget who they are because they, they've gotten so successful. And through the ranks, here, here's how it happens so many times, is people start telling them how they should be. People start telling them, this is what you should say, and this is what you should do. And since you're here at this level now, this is who you need to become. And now that you've got this title, this is what you need to act like. And this is the way that you need to treat people. And these are the people that you need to cut out. And these are the people that you need to hang with. And these are the parties that you need to go to. And this, all this, and, and, they, and, and, and because of success, they forget who they are. But you cannot continue to thrive whenever you are not who you are. It, it doesn't matter that you have attained a level of success when you step out of who you are then you will always stay at that level. But if you remain who you are, you can keep on going up and going up and going up. And so you have to stay true to who you are. you got to know who you are, improve who you are, and you got to stay true to who you are. This is what Paul said right there in, in verse 13 of, of the verse that we just read. He said this to Timothy. He said, until I get there, until I get there. The apostle Paul said, I'm coming, but until I get there, Timothy, this is what I, I want you to do. I want you to focus on reading scriptures to the church. 
I want you to encourage the believers, and I want you to teach them the best you can. He said, when I get there, I'll be the Apostle Paul. But while you're there, you just be Timothy. You just do what you are supposed to do. And you're not supposed to be me right now, Timothy. You're not supposed to stand in my shoes. What I need you to do is I need you to read scriptures to the church. I need you to encourage the believers. And I need you to teach them the best that you possibly can. I'll be me and you be you. You see, so we have to, we have to understand that this is who we are. We are people that lead out. If we're going to lead out, we got we to know who we are. we got to improve who we are. And we got to stay true to who we are. And this is why. Because we, what we are leading out into is so important. I'm going to give you four things tonight as we close. Four things that we're leading out into. These are four things that all of us should be leading out into. Uh, the first is this. We're leading out into our family. How, how many of you, uh, how many of you tonight, you, you, you're married? Raise your hand. Wait, if you're married, all the married folks. Okay, okay, great. You're leading out into your family. Outside of yourself, the most important thing that you will ever lead is your family. More than a team, more than a business, more than a church. Most important thing you will ever lead is your family. And this is where some people's leadership journey stops because they don't lead their families. And because they don't lead their families, it keeps them from leading in other areas because they can't get the confidence they need to lead in their family. And if they don't get the confidence they need to lead their spouse or the confidence they need to lead their kids, then what they begin to do is figure out, well, I must not be good at this. If I can't even lead my family, then how am I going to lead a small group? How am I going to lead a team? How am I going to lead a business? How am I going to do that? And so many people, their leadership journey stops right there at the family. But the opposite is also true. Many people are great at leading teams and leading businesses, but they can't lead their family. They're, they're great at leading outside the home, but they're not good at leading inside the home. And so what we have to do is we have to understand that the most important thing that we're ever going to lead outside of ourselves is our family. And, and sometimes people get, uh, uh, people get challenges. Can I, I'll just be honest with you. This, this, is one of the, this is one of the challenges of my life, leading my family. That, that, would, be, that, that would seem like an oxymoron. Uh, but like how, how would you have a hard time leading your family? I had led myself uh, for I got, I got born again in high school and started preaching when I was 18, and I went to college and started Bible study, saw hundreds of people born again and baptized in water and filled with the Holy Spirit. Just amazing. Just saw all kinds of great things happen in my life. I was great at leading people and leading organizations. I was great at my own prayer time and leading myself, but, but what I had experienced was that my time with Jesus was so precious. It was like, it was me and Jesus. It was me and Jesus from the time I was 18 to I was 20. So I got married when I was 26. Eight years of intimate fellowship. And when I tell you, I would pray. I, I, would, I would pray. I mean, when I, when I prayed, I, I prayed. I would pray. I mean, I, I'd invite people for a prayer meeting, and they thought it was going to be 15 minutes, and we were going to go eat. Three hours later, they're like, stomachs over there, like, rah, you know? And I was like, oh, God, we need more, you know? And it's just, that's just the way that it was. And so whenever I came into a family setting, I didn't, I didn't want to share Jesus because it was my Jesus. Jesus spoke to me. I was Jesus' favorite person on this whole planet. I wasn't bringing destiny into that. No way. We're not about to share the number one trophy. No, that belongs to me. I was convinced. And uh, I still am. But anyway... So this was a challenge for me to begin to lead 
her, to begin to lead her, that we would begin to do this together, that we would begin to share this faith journey together. And, and, and then because, uh, because ra- raising up in my home, I didn't really have a, a father that was like her father. I mean, her, her parents are pastors. They, they, they just, they knew how to do stuff. They, they knew how to pray and they knew how to do all these things. And I never will forget Destiny telling me when Carolina Lee was, was small and like she got sick and there was a fever. And, and, and you have to understand, I've been all over the world, and I've prayed for people and, 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 and seen God do some uh, miraculous things, but I had a little girl that was sick, and I was like, okay, well, let's just go get some Tylenol, and Destiny was like, no, no, babe, this, this is where you pray, and I was like, absolutely, this is where you, that's just what I was thinking, you know, I mean, so I came over and and I prayed, but what Destiny was helping me do, she was helping me lead, and so many times, I've had this conversation with so many men, because, uh, uh, because Destiny had an advantage over me, because she grew up in, in a in a spiritual home, a home of pastors. I didn't grow up in that. I, I grew up in a wonderful home. I, I grew up in a great home. My, I'm so grateful for what my parents put in me, but I didn't have the experience that she had. And sometimes it's like that with, with women and men. And the men feel like, oh, I got to lead. I'm the priest of my home. That's the word that everybody throws out. Yeah, but you don't even know how to do that. And your wife knows what that should look like. But yet we don't want to let the wife tell us how we should do it because it's like I'm the priest of the home and I've got to figure this out. Let me just tell you, I'd been preaching since I was 18 years old. I preached all over the world, and my wife was telling me how to be the priest of the home because I didn't know how to do it. What she was telling me is, this is the way you lead. This is how you lead me. This is how you lead our children. This is how you lead our family, and I'm a quick learner, and so I started realizing, oh, okay, this is the way that we do it, so every night now, I go in. I pray with our two girls. I lay hands on them every single night. I'm the one that tells them stories. I do these things because, because she taught me how to be the priest of a home. She said, this is how you lead out. This is the way you do it. And I'm so grateful that she taught me. But you see, I could have been intimidated because, man, she knew and, oh, is she judging me? And what if I don't do it the way that she wants me to do it? No, she was helping me be who God created me to be because he created me to lead out. I just didn't know how to do it. So I figured out how to lead out in my family. And that's what you need to do. You're afraid of making a mistake. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Lead. Lead out. Every leader makes mistakes. Every leader makes mistakes. The most successful business people in the world have all gone bankrupt. That's a mistake. <laughs> we have to lead out in our family. Say, well, what do we do? Man, if you just follow, if you just follow the advice that Paul gave Timothy, just start here. He says, read, right? Can I just talk to Talk to the moms and the dads. Just read a story to your children out of the Bible. Tell them a Bible story. Tell them a Bible story. Get you get your little children's Bible and read the Bible. And you might not even know the story. It might help you too. And you just read them the story. Read them the story. You see, just read. Just read the scripture. Read the Bible. Tell them the stories of the Bible. He said, encourage them. Wow, just encourage, encourage your children. Encourage your spouse. Build up their faith. Encourage them. Put courage on the inside of them. Stir them up in God each and every day. And then he says, read, encourage, and teach. And teach. Man, pr- te- teach by praying. Pray. Teach them how to pray. You know how they learn how to pray? By listening to you pray. So now every night, Julietta prays first. Every night. She's my two-and-a-half-year-old. Um. 
We're not always sure what she prays for. Sometimes Carolina Lee gives the interpretation. I think it's a tongue and interpretation because I don't really know what, what she says. Carolina tells me every now and then, and then Carolina prays, and then I pray. And you say, well, how did they learn how to pray? They learned how to pray because we prayed. And that's how they learned to pray. And so just teach. Teach by doing. Teach by praying. Teach by uh, teach by being generous. Teach by loving. Teach by your actions. Teach them. Read, encourage, and teach. Don't overcomplicate it. Just because you make a mistake, you're not disqualified from trying again. Make a mistake, try again. Here's the, here's the second thing, the, the second place that, that we lead out into, and that is our friends, our, our family, and then we lead out into our friends. Uh, and, and this just causes us to ask a question, is that are you, are you making a positive impact in the lives of your friends? Are you influencing them in a positive manner, or are they influencing you in a negative manner? Because somebody is leading everybody in every relationship. Somebody is leading, and, and you are either leading them in a positive direction, or somebody is leading you in a negative direction. Or they could be leading you in a positive direction as well, if you get around the right people. We lead out in our friendships. We don't wait for anybody else to set the tone. We lead out in our friendships. You, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't let our friends set the tone of this relationship. We set the tone. You know, I love uh, uh, coming, coming out of, of really our, our community church culture. The one thing that, that, uh, that we do is we always, uh, uh, Pastor Denny has always done this and our whole staff, is that we tell each other that we love them. We just we don't ever leave a staff meeting or anything without saying to everybody, I love you, I love you, I love you. And people come in and they get freaked out by that. Grown men kissing each other on the cheek saying, I love you. Okay, they're like, oh my God, what is this place? You know, we're like, this is church, you know. <laughs> we, 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 we love one another and we say that. And I love getting around people that don't say that. Because I still say it. Because I'm not going to let them set the tone. I'll say, I love you. And they don't say it back. And I get the awkward, ha, ah, ah, have a good day, you know. And I'm like, I can't wait till I'm with that person the next time. And I say, hey, I love you, man. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, sounds good. See you Sunday, you know. I mean, it's just like they, they won't do it. And I just keep on, and I keep on, and I keep on. And after, after a few times, I just finally, I always ask them, I'm like, when are you going to tell me that you love me? Uh, uh, probably never, you know. I mean, it's, but I'm not going to let them set the tone. I'm going to set the tone in our friendship. And because I want you to know that I love you, I'm going to tell you every time I leave you that I love you. Whether you tell me or not makes me no difference because I will lead in this relationship. I'm going to lead out with my friends. Here's the, uh, the third place that we lead out. We lead out into our, our fellows, okay? I, I needed another F word. And it's just <laughs> our fellow our fellows, you know, our fellow citizens. These people aren't your family. They're not your friends. They're just people. They're just people. That's what a fellow is, right? It's just a person. I don't know why y'all laughing so hard. You know, you can, you can lead out with people that you don't even know. You can lead out. You know, every day I said this is my goal, to make somebody's day. That's why I just, I, mean, I want to make somebody's day. I was in Dallas last weekend, and I went to the Nike outlet store. And so I walk up, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out. And because uh, uh, I'm a shopper, okay? Y'all didn't know that. I'm, I'm a shopper. Okay, and so I'm, I'm, I'm checking out, and I walk up, and uh, this lady, she's like, hey, how are you? And I said, I'm doing great today. You know, all my stories are always checking out. If you've been here a lot, you know what I mean? You know, they always happen around the cash register because I got a, a, um, 
uh, what's that, an audience? Uh, Captive audience, yeah, I got the captive audience. Like, she can't go anywhere. She's got to ring me up. Ain't no son. She's standing there, and I'm like, hey. She's, and she's like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm fantastic. How are you today? She's like, wow, you're happy. And I'm like, of course I'm happy because I only got one shot at today. And when I go to bed tonight, it's over. And I'm going to squeeze every bit of life that I can out of this day. And she's like, wow. And I'm like, and how are you doing? And she says, she says, I'm doing pretty good. And I said, I know you are because your name's Faith. And you got faith in today. And you got faith in tomorrow. She had her name tag. And then she said, well, you know, actually, my real name is Destiny. And I was like, my wife's name is Destiny. I said, this is a divine connection right here. So anyway, she checks me out. And we're having a great time. And she's laughing. And she says, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And she said, Sir, I don't know what you do for a living, but you ought to try being a motivational speaker. I said, maybe in my next life, you know. Didn't have the heart to tell her. That's what I do, you know. But you, you can make people's day. You don't have to wait for somebody else to bring joy to your life. You can bring joy to their life. You lead out of who you are. Here's the last thing, and then we'll... We'll close, and Philip, you can come. We, we lead out into our future. We lead out into our future. We, we lead out into our families. We, we lead out into, into our friendships. We lead out into our, our, our fellow people here on the earth. And we, and we lead out into our future. Hey, don't, don't, don't get stuck in the failures of your past. Don't get stuck in the coulda, woulda, shoulda. No, you lead out into your future, and because your, your future will be whatever you make of it. You see, you have the opportunity to form the future you want tomorrow by the habits that you instill today. You are the one that gets to create that future. What do you want your future to look like? Your future will look like the habits that you form today. Tomorrow's going to look like the habits of today. Next week is going to look like the habits that you started this week. Whatever you want your future to look like, and let me, let me tell you, we're leading out into the future. Why? Because the past is over. Okay? It's done. It's behind us. It's gone. Forget that. It's, 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 it's behind. That's why they call it the past. Like it's done past you by. We're moving in this direction. Lead out into the future. Lead out into the future with the person that you want to be. You don't have to be who you are today. You don't have to be who you are. You can decide, you know what? I've been grumpy all my life. I don't want to be grumpy anymore. It's amazing. All you got to do is start putting some new habits into place. I've been stingy and greedy all my life. You know what? I don't want to be that way anymore. I got to put some new habits in. What are those habits going to look like? Oh, you, you start a habit of giving generously? Give generously. Give more than you're comfortable giving, right? Do the hard, do the hard thing. Do the hard thing. I've been prejudiced. I've been hateful. I've been bitter. You don't have to be that way. No matter what's in your past, it doesn't even matter what's in your present. Because your future is going to be determined by the habits that you create now in your life. That's why habits are so important. And that's why we have house habits here. Why do we have habits? Because I want you to have a better future. And I know if you take these habits and you start loving big and, and and, and you take these habits and you start living on and you start living on past your, 
your pain and past your adversity, you start living on. I know if you take these habits and you start protecting unity in your home and you start honoring people around you. I know if you take these habits and you start leaning in and you start growing intentionally. If you take these habits and you start embracing discipline. I know if, if you take these habits and you start practicing honesty and you take this habit and you start leading out, I know if you put these habits into place in your life, I know what these habits will do for your future. That's why we have these habits. Because the habits aren't fun, but the life is worth it. The habits aren't enjoyable, but man, the life is enjoyable. So we do the hard thing of putting the habits in our life so that we can get the results that we want. I want you to stand with me tonight. Thanks for listening today. We hope you were encouraged by the Word of God. If you'd like more information on North Point Community Church, you can find us online at www.northpoint.ccpeople.com.